Thanks for sticking with us. You're listening to the Mutual Audio Drama Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Previously on The Gray Area. Do you know about Eclipse Ale? Joanna, he just reads the copy. You're a real hero here, Mr. Sutton. You know, I've always looked up to you. Yes, well, we can talk about that later. And to think, on our second anniversary... What kind of man does this to someone he loves? What do you mean Eclipse doesn't exist? Joanna, I've been very patient with you. You've been patient? Um, I have one question. What's that, honey? Who are you? Do you work here? Break's over, Danny. Testing. Testing. One, two, three. Is this thing on? Well, it's top-line equipment, so I'm sure that it must be. The producer's gone home. Uh, Mr. Sutton! Daniel Mannix has left for an all-inclusive vacation to Riviera Maya. So it's just you and me. Just you. And me. That is, um, if you get this. Mr. Sutton, I'm here. And it's late. Quite late. And him. Early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. I don't understand why he's so loyal to me. But this isn't about him. It's about us. Or what used to be us. It's about me. It's about my failings and my feelings. (laughs) Those two words are pretty close. Uh, Anyway. Joanna. Joanna. I'm sorry I didn't say hello. I'm sorry I didn't listen. But I'm remembering now. I know what I did wrong. And, well, Joanna. Joanna, this tape is just for you. I know that's crazy, given that you won't know who I am or what this means or even what I'm talking about. What I do know is that I loved you. Even though I betrayed that love and our trust by being selfish, by denying who you were, by not giving you the choice. So I suppose you could call this a confession. Mr. Sutton! But I'm still not sure exactly who I'm confessing to. Mr. Sutton! Is it the you I loved? The you I wanted you to be? Mr. Sutton! The you that you are now? Maybe I'm asking these questions for both of us. Mr. Sutton? Oh, you're still here. You want to drive I can make you something if you need me to. The espresso machine's still gloriously hot. Loads of steam. Not now. You can go home. Mr. Sutton? Go home. I am fine. Thank you. Are you sure? I can make a warm glass of milk with an extra shot of tryptophan. Tryptophan? You look like a man who could use a pickup in the pineal gland. You want to drug me? It's perfectly safe. Developed by our finest technicians. Like a warm glass of cocoa crying out, Drink me, baby. I'm a warm cup of cocoa. And I'm all yours. That's okay. Okay, but... If you change your mind... I won't. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Or perhaps 
hello again when you're least expecting it. I'm sorry about that. The receptionist, he's uh, strange, but he's loyal. I know he frightened you, and I'm sorry. He doesn't seem to leave the office, and I'm not sure why. I've known him for years. Uh, No name, just a role. He insists on calling himself the receptionist. What I do know is that his loyalty is purer and more innocent than mine. He accepts people, and he never seems to judge anyone. There's this idealism that comes straight from the heart. All he wants to do is make people happy. I remember him at the summer picnic, walking around, always making sure everyone was fed, taking interest in everyone, always. So positive. I admire him. I I feel connected to him. Mr. Sutton! Almost as if we go back a long, long way. Mr. Sutton! And I'm still not sure why. Mr. Sutton, do you need me to call you a car? There's a new fuel-efficient limo I can summon that gets 32 miles to the gallon on the open road. He's the one who needs the car, not me. Do you know that I saw him once outside the office, late one night in the East Village, just standing under a bus shelter, smiling at the moon. He never seems to think of himself. There's a lot that I should have learned from him. I don't know if it's too late for me to learn. But, Joanna, I know you don't want to talk, and I'm pretty sure you're not going to listen to this tape, but I want you to know that the last year has been the most painful of my life. I spend hours lying in the bed I once shared with you. I know you're doing well. I hope you don't think this is too creepy, but I've been keeping tabs on you, seeing you enroll in grad school, volunteering, growing in ways that I never let you. I'm proud of what you've done. Really proud. I know that you did this all on your own, and I want you to know that even though I know that I'm the one who always held you back, the one who never listened, who wanted to enforce my will on you... Mr. Sutton! Why is he so excited right now? Mr. Sutton! I told him to go home. Mr. Sutton! He doesn't need to be here. Mr. Sutton, uh, should I call the building and make sure there's air? It's important to be comfortable when recording. Always Mr. Sutton this, Mr. Sutton that. Why can't he just call me Greg? It's okay. Okay, Mr. Sutton. I'll leave you be. Thank you. Get home safe. Anyway. My work here at the radio station continues, a non-stop influx of clients. Something about the present environment keeps them coming, and I can't stop thinking about that play you took me to see, the one you said I'd understand. Well, I think I understand it now. Our American Cousin. It was an old play 
and I've never really been a fan of the theater. And the language was old and strange. I didn't understand why anyone would stage it in the 21st century. But you said, you said I'd know why, that I'd relate to the main character, Lord Dundreary, Lord Dundreary. He spoke so strangely. Birds of a feather gather no moss. I will take this handkerchief and tie the roof of my head on. But for some reason, the words stuck in my head. Even though nobody speaks that way now, I still don't understand why it was a sold-out show. What is it? Didn't I tell you to go home? I'm sorry to interrupt, but you must stop what you're doing. Go away. I'm trying to record something. I don't understand. You have to leave. Go home. Good. It's a little more quiet. I hope he's all right. He does get very excited. Often over the smallest things. Anyway, we left the theater and you held my hand and you asked, Greg, do you know when that play was written? And I said no. And you said that it had premiered in 1858 and you asked, do you want to know what else is so special about that play? And... I said, what's that? And you said that our American cousin was the play that Abraham Lincoln was watching when John Wilkes Booth assassinated him. I still don't know why you took me to that play. Maybe it was the new Hamilton. Uh, but the question I'm asking myself, and maybe I just wasn't listening, is this. Why? Didn't you just tell me right there and then that you wanted our relationship or whatever it was we had to be over? I, I should have listened, but now, now I understand. Receptionist, who, who, who are you? There he is. Excuse me? Do I know you? You have a lot of nerve, Prince Kevil. Prince Kevil? Now wait a minute. I... He's dead. Good. One less demon to clog the universe's arteries. Multiple universes. You forget, Ramirez. Are you going to clean up the crime scene this time? <sighs> sure. I'll do it. Fair enough. I did the last one. Harris, you're always finding a way to shirk your duties. You're just better at it. You never bothered to learn. Well, it's hardly 22nd century rocket science. Careful! You want to erase all the artifacts. So the man who never lifts a finger is the expert? I'm just really observant. Observant? Okay, quiz kid. What kind of a guy shifts from royalty to a chintzy, rusty orange love seat? The portals turn some of the finest minds into tasteless shag rug junkies. Next thing you know, the demons get hopped up on Moe, but leave it. He chose the love seat! I guess some qualities don't make the journey. Rusty Orange! It could be a vital clue for someone meant to do something really important here. I don't see how! <laughs> Feng Shui was never his forte. A sense of style is the first thing to go under fascism. Ramirez, you can't just erase everything. We have to preserve some of the pattern language. Even the bad stuff? Even the bad stuff. You know, as demons go, Kevil was pretty harmless. He was known as Greg Sutton here. And how can you say that? He destroyed our world with his incompetent policies. This world. Don't forget, these are our ancestors. You're assuming this is the same timeline. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. And look, I know we had to take him out. 
but he was one of the good ones. Don't you worry that we're being a little too eager with our erasing? Even after all that he did in his previous life? Well, that's the funny thing. His past is our future. I mean, it's all still a bit fuzzy. And do you honestly remember everything? We've been traveling a long time. Brain lag and all. A demon is still a demon. Ugh, they're all evil. We know what he did. But was he completely evil? He wasn't a vicious Doberman. Maybe he was more of a French bulldog learning how to high-five with his paw. The only moral question you need to ask is whether it's okay to punch a Nazi. And Harris, you just answered it. He's dead. You killed him. I did. I didn't scrub all of my empathy in 72B. 72B? Say, that's pretty good. I barely remember the instructor. Let me catch up with you. Whew. Thanks. We're going to need to reload on memory injections. We're down to a week's supply. How many more demons we got? Uh, let me see. Uh, three, maybe four in this timeline. We're working from old data, so there's no way to be sure. Mm, as reliable as the memory injections. Oh, the portal opens tomorrow. I know, but we'll get there. Boss isn't going to like this. And the boss should have hired a better headhunter. Hello there, I'm the receptionist and I... Mr. Sutton. Back off. We know you're kind. Mr. Sutton. It's not like we haven't seen you before. Mr. Sutton. You think their emotions are real? They're hatched, Harris. Does a lab rat have a heart? Oh, Mr. Sutton. You had such promise. So much promise. They always do. An unbroken series of successful gestures. Why did it have to stop? Mr. Sutton, I never told you that the only discovery Columbus ever made was how lost he was on the high seas. What about him? Mr. Sutton! Mm, he'll find a place somewhere. They always find someone new to take care of, either that or they wander around. Mr. Sutton! Let's get out of here. You've been listening to Our American Cousin, episode 9.5 of The Gray Area. It was written, produced, and directed by Edward Champion. Charlie Harrington appeared as Greg. Charlie Saccaccio appeared as Ramirez. Michael Saldati appeared as Harris. And Zach Glassman appeared as the receptionist. The associate producer was John Osborne. Sound design, editing, engineering, and mastering by a bald man in Brooklyn who sometimes answers to the name of Alfredo Garcia. If you like what you have heard and you don't want to wait two weeks from now for a new episode, consider supporting your program by going to grayareapod.com and buying a Season 2 Pass. For only $20, you'll have instant access to all 19 episodes for this season. We're putting them all out under the premium feed as we finish them. You'll also get copies of all the scripts and our premium behind-the-scenes podcast, Inside the Gray Area. You'll get a 1,000 pages of script and about 400 minutes of extra bonus material. We spent more than two years producing the second season, and all the actors were paid. We have a four-season plan in place for the gray area, and we want to keep this program going. Buy a season two pass, and you'll be supporting independent audio drama and helping to keep our show alive. It's grayareapod.com, G-R-A-Y-A-R-E-A-P-O-D.com. Also... 
If you enjoyed this show, you can also leave us a review on iTunes so that more listeners know what we're brewing here. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for Gray Area Pod. Special thanks to Sasha Arnold, Kaz Benjamin, Christopher Bird, Emily Carding, Rebecca Carter, Christian Caminiti, Ron Charles, Kate Christensen, Morgan Corcoran, Adrian Davich, Samuel Delaney, Claudia Berenice Garza, Pam Getchell, Stephen Gillis, Jen Halbert, Daniel Handler, Gabby Jimenez, Argeria Cahayas, Eric Kraft, Pete Lutz, Casey Meyer, Russ Marshallick, Sheila McClear, Tanya Malayevic, Ayo Anantati, Tom Parsons, Amy Pavey, Mark Elliott Stein, Katie Stricker, Scarlett Thomas, Georgia Thompson, Tim Torre, James Wagner, Jack Ward, Dan Wicked, and anybody else I may have missed for their invaluable help, kindness, and feedback. We'll be back in two weeks' time with a new episode called The Demon Hunters, set in the far future. You will know who Harris and Ramirez are. You're not going to want to miss this. Well, you could listen to it now if you purchased the Season 2 Pass, but no worries. We will have a short preview of this new episode after the closing credits. Until next time, wherever you are in the universe, be good to yourself and kind to others. Thank you for listening. Next time on The Gray Area. Agony. It's not as bad as it sounds. One of those upscale joints visited by the richest 0.000001%. Not enough zeros there. What? I was in the correction booth for two days. I show them the bag of dicks keeping me company back in the compound. The portals started appearing more prominently circa 2001 old calendar. The more important mission, however, is to destroy the demons. You want us to be professional assassins. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. There! That's how long 20 seconds are. The Center for Disease Control recommends you wash your hands for at least 20 seconds as often as possible. We don't think about it a lot, but more germs are transmitted by the hands than by any other source. So keep them clean. Soap and water for 20 seconds and you'll help prevent the spread of COVID-19. And maybe some other nasty stuff as well. This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.